second. We're back. Media masterminds are back. Paul, Pop, and my co-host as always, Mr. Benny Rose. Welcome it's back. Good to be, it's good to be back. I got to clean up all the cobwebs off my arms. I've been in a closet for a long time. How are you, so, my friend? I, I'm well. We're, we are still in the pandemic, and we figured almost a year into the pandemic, maybe it was time that we brought back, rehashed, remastered, rebooted our old Media Masterminds podcast, of, uh, we've, of which we've been away for five years. We've done, we did our last show, 2016, it's now 2021. We're on a new platform. We're no longer on Podomatic. I'm not going to get into the details of what a mess that was to try and move our stuff over. So some of our old content did come with us. And uh, this will be the first of hopefully a new season, a new relaunch of Media Mastermind. Very excited for that. And uh, yeah, man, it's you think about it, a lot has happened in five years. And uh, we've had a lot of movies, a lot of TV shows, good, bad, indifferent. And uh, our Marvel world has just simply grown. It's something that, yeah, it's something we always love to talk about, and it's ex- it's an exciting time to be a fan. And uh, I'm glad we're doing it now, especially with you know the MCU finally getting rebooted. You know, for us, in the sense of you know we literally got zero content last year with the pandemic, right. and. Uh, now we're going to have like chock full of content this year. And it's hopefully, it's, yeah, right. Yeah. You know, it's like, it could be potential overload, but you know, it seems like it's uh, for the most part staged well right now, obviously, right. like you said, things can change with uh, theaters and all that other stuff, but you know, it's a good time. And uh, you and I tend to always talk offline and I, I felt like, you know, you were right that this is something that we should be doing again. And I had a blast with it. And I think people uh, really valued our opinion on stuff. And, you know, those that are listening that listened before, you know, welcome back. We've missed you. And thank you. Um, We have a lot of good stuff to discuss. And uh, we'll talk about, you know, movies that we're watching. And we'll talk some news, kind of break it up into little uh, sections like we used to. So yeah, so I was going to I was going to just mention from from the, the few carryover fans or if anyone has listened before, we're going to do a little bit of a change. Whereas before we also spoke video games, we're going to kind of exclude that and we're going to focus just on entertainment side of movies, music, maybe a little music, movies, mostly television, uh, comic world, the pop culture, maybe a little bit. Uh, movies, TV shows, most primarily, I think, be the main focus. There'll be sprinkles of some video game stuff, as maybe in the news they're making, ad- adapting a video game into a movie or TV show. Those okay. are some potential topics for today. <laughs> and uh, so what we're going to do on this first episode is we're going to do some up-to-date news. We're going to stick with our pick of the week and maybe we'll go into we'll we'll brainstorm that as we go we didn't really discuss how we want to work that out what we're watching and then at the end of the show in the what we're watching segment we're going to talk wandavision we're going to talk the first six episodes and we're going to include spoilers in that we'll give you another warning before we do that so if you haven't watched the show yet you can cut out at that point but we'll save that for the end of the show so you can listen until then 
And then next well, next week after this show drops, we're going to have a second show. But what we're going to do is we're going to space them out a little bit. And the next show will be almost like a best of best and worst. And uh, towards the end of the show, we'll tell you what, what that one's going to include. And then we'll go from there and see if we'll do this format maybe where we do news and what we're watching and these picks every other week and do a, a sort of special in between those. I think that's a great idea. And I, I feel that we always listen to the listeners as well. You know, if you have things you like, things you don't like, you know, let us know. And right. uh, we well, always we try can, to consider that stuff. Can always evolve and change as we go. And this is something we're, we're bringing back the name, bringing back some of the things we did. And obviously we're bringing back the same personalities, but we're changing up the formatting, making it a little better for, us personally, schedule-wise, and most likely the world that we're living in, because news isn't as abundant as it was five years ago when things were coming out all the time. The movie theaters are not really open. They are, but there's nothing getting put out, and we may have tough droughts of news, so I feel like spacing it out a little bit is 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 probably better for our sanity and just trying to pull things to talk about. Totally. All right, so then let's get right into the news that we have here for this past week and maybe a little discussion here. So we'll start with the Black Widow release situation. Danny? So as we know, Black Widow uh, has been done for quite some time as far as filming completed was supposed to be released uh, quite some time ago. And uh, unfortunately, due to the pandemic, uh, the movie was delayed several times at this point. Um, there's been other movies that are also uh, slated. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe originally um, the there was another MCU movie that was supposed to come out either right after or right before, like during the right holiday. Maybe. Eternals and, was supposed to be have released already, which has also now been deleted. Right, right. Which you know, it's it's strange because it looks like the schedule for that is significantly later now. Yes. Um, where it used to be, obviously, I don't know if they were connecting the not, the dots before like they do, but I guess there's room for us to fill the void with everything else that's coming. And then that's going to come potentially the end of this year. But um, Black Widow was that last release that was slated to come out in the theaters and delayed repeatedly. And um, a lot of the media has been considering releasing their stuff at home digitally. Um, either standalone digital or simultaneous with the uh, movie theaters. So obviously it's been just really weird because how many theaters are really open? You know, obviously every state's different. Um, How is that impacting sales? Um, We can just briefly mention Wonder Woman was probably one of the bigger titles that was in that scenario where they decided to do the simultaneous release. Um, I don't have numbers, but it seems like it did well for, for Warner Brothers, even though I have my opinions on that movie, and I'm sure you do too. <laughs> right. But um, do that for another time. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, with Black Widow right now, it seems like, you know, Marvel is slating to get that movie out in May, theaters only right now. And everybody's been asking that question are they going to consider doing it digital? Are we going to get a hybrid? Um, Marvel and Disney seem to be very adamant on doing that, even though they have tested the waters with uh, Mulan. And I think uh, their next movie is going to be another test to that. 
Yes. But uh, what's, right, what, yeah. what's your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, so the movie now is tentatively, I believe it's the first week in May. So it's, right. it's a, over a full year from the original planned theatrical release. And I'm of the mind that, I mean, I, I'm, I'm obviously not someone on the board of directors or someone that, you know, does this for a living as just a fan. I'm of the mind that it's, it's time to just release the movie. And, and even if you do a simultaneous, similar to what they're doing with Mulan and Raya or Wonder Woman, at this point, you're delaying all these other movies. These movies cost millions of dollars to, to produce and create in the first place. And I understand the directors and the, the actors need some sort of renegotiating as far as because they, if they're getting a cut of the theatrical, it kind of messes with their contract, whereas they're not going to get as much as they were previously. But the studio at some point has to decide that we need to move on. I really think the best course of action is even if they just release the movie in the movie theaters a couple weeks before maybe Disney Plus and then charge for on Disney Plus like they are for these other films at $30. Right now, uh, the CEO of Disney, the new, the new CEO, Bob Chapek, came out and said that they're still they're – still, uh, I forgot the wording he used, but they're still basically considering – the, the streaming they're not fully on board with the theatrical to only which is what they were saying in the past few months so that's a good sign and they also announced they have i believe 96 million disney plus subscribers so if you Incredible. got if you got a third or a quarter of those people to pay 30 dollars you're talking seven seven to nine hundred million dollars there if you have a third or, 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 or a quarter of those people to, you know, you're talking a, a lot of money for, from streaming. And I don't know if Mulan and Raya are the, the, the best examples to test the waters that people are going to go all in on. A Marvel movie is really a good judge to see if people are willing to spend that. Like, my wife enjoys Mulan, the cartoon, but she wasn't crazy about the live action, and we didn't end up spending the $30 to, to watch it on there. So, Black Widow, I would buy it immediately to watch for $30 and be able to watch it at home right away. I agree. It's it's weird because, you know, you think about all of the product that they have. You know, they have so many, you know, very popular brands, but ultimately it feels like, you know, Marvel is where it is right now, you know, as far as like their strong point. Um you know, especially the fact that they have so much content coming out this year. It's one of those scenarios where you're not going to hurt, I don't feel, in that scenario. Because, like you said, yeah, $30 is not as much as they would get if you're if you're paying for an individual ticket and concessions and all that other stuff. So, you know, you did like almost like that bulk price, you know, so they're, well, they're trying the, to equate. Get the, con- the concessions and stuff, that's where the theater makes the money. The studio right. makes none of that. So they, right. they're trying not to step on the toes of the of the theater owners because they take a large the, the studio takes a large cut of the of the the opening the way it works is the opening day weekend and, and then the next few weeks on the studio takes the largest cut of their film. And then as the weeks go on, the theater gets an increased cut until they pass each other and the theater is getting more than the studio is getting. And then it, and, when the, when the movie opens, they're getting a fraction. They're making all their money on the concessions. So a lot of the studios, I think Universal 
made a deal with this with the theaters where they're they're changing that revenue so they're, they're they're giving them more money up front because of the in light of the current situation i mean that may change but disney probably doesn't want to do that i don't i don't know i mean they, they control these right. huge franchises from their own movies marvel movies star wars movies and they, i guess they can dictate that right because you but, know it's yeah the, the ball's really in their court for the most part especially when you think about the state of where the theaters are obviously those companies aren't really doing fantastic you know what i mean obviously we right. we could talk about stocks which is a whole other thing but that's not the reality of where the companies stand and right and, and they may they may not fully recover and it, and by the time right. when they do that could be years from now for all we know with the way, the way uh you know we're, we're not talking politics or anything on the show but just the way the distribution of the vaccine is going currently and the situation of the world it's going to be a long time before people are all going back to the movie theater in droves and before there's restrictions lifted as far as where people sit in the theater and and otherwise agreed and then it's also that peace of mind of just being willing to do that too so you know i think that um the one thing that i i just try to take into consideration is the thought of the experience you know we grew up going to the movies sitting in that you know, theater, looking at that big screen, the crazy sound, that excitement. Um, I worry, you know, in the sense of maybe mentally, does it affect our perception of the movie? You know, when we're seeing it one way, I feel it's, it's a bad example, but with Wonder Woman, you know, I just genuinely didn't like it. Obviously we'll discuss that at another point. I'm just using it as a reference in the sense of I worry that if Black Widow comes out, am I going to enjoy it as much as I would potentially in the theater as at home? You know, is is my experience and your experience going to vary us watching it at the comfort of our home? Because like for me right. with Wonder Woman, it took me three sittings to like get through the whole song, the movie. Was it the movie? Like would I feel that way in the theater? Would I have dragged on or would I have been a little more excited? I think that's the side that I can I can understand with trying to keep it in the theater. But obviously, we have to worry about at what cost. But um, I, 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 I agree. I agree to a to a, a, a decent extent. I would say theater theaters themselves need to innovate now. Now is the time when they want to get people back. Is to maybe show a movie. You know, instead of showing it in two theaters, have it in half the theaters in in the in the building, and maybe make them half of them IMAX screens or make them all reclining seats and, you know, like keep pushing forward with what the innovations they've made over the past, maybe four or five years, use that, that uh, Dolby surround uh, Atmos stuff that they have and make the experience even more differentiated to get people back. Because if you're just going to the theater for a a regular big screen and I don't know, the theater holds a hundred people. Is that really that different of you sitting at home with your 4k TV on a 75 or 65 inch TV and, being able to pause and stop and do whatever you want and make sure you're really, you know, you don't have to worry about people on their cell phone or people talking or people rattling food. And like, right. you know, it, the, the movie going experience has to be a perfect one now. And it hasn't been, you know, Even a lot of times I'll go to, the, I'll go to the theater and within the first 10 minutes, you know how your experience is going to go. Someone on on your left is talking or someone on your right is checking their text messages or their Instagram while they're in the movie theater and they can't separate themselves from their phone for two hours. You know, whereas at home, 
And I agree. I don't know about the Wonder Woman experience because I didn't like the movie either. I did watch it in one sitting, but I feel like I would have had that same experience in the movie theater. I wouldn't have enjoyed it either way. And I'll use an example of The Invisible Man, which was one of the first movies to come out right as the pandemic started. We, we watched that at home. We rented it full full rental price. And I, I really, I mean, maybe it's the genre of movie because that's like a suspense thriller slash horror movie. And Wonder Woman's this big blockbuster action movie. But I really enjoyed Invisible Man and taking a shot on watching it at home, which I probably wouldn't have paid to go see it in the movie theater. You know, I don't know. Fair enough. No, I mean, that's that's why I just try to take that into consideration, because, like, I just feel that that's really that's really been my own experience, only experience, I would say, with like a bigger movie. Like, I didn't watch Invisible Man. So what I've been doing is I'm more of just. I've been blindly checking out, like, you know, I love my B movies and stuff like that. And that's where I've been routing because we haven't been getting a lot of content for, you know, for that. So, you know, we have a lot of the um, theaters on demand movies, like on Vudu and stuff like that. So I think it's great. And I think the option should be there. You know what I mean? That, that's really where I want to push my thoughts, but I just, I, I hope that, you know, the momentum that we're getting with stuff like WandaVision can continue even if, if it's in our home because you see the qualities there. You know, I just worry about a movie that they've been sitting on for over a year, you know, like, are we gonna still have an impact as we would have when it was in its prime, you know, in the context of Endgame and stuff like that. But time will tell. And, uh, yeah. you know, obviously once we hear more news relating to if Marvel is gonna, you know, stick with that or not, you know, we'll touch up on that and follow up on it again. It's it's also, a, it's a tough point because it's a female-led movie and it's uh, Scarlett Johansson's solo movie that they've been hyping up and they built for her. And so I'm sure it plays a little bit into the, the back office shenanigans that, you know, she, it's her starring role. It's a female-led movie and they're not giving it a chance to go into theater. So they're, they're really going at it on multiple sides, whereas maybe if it was a different Marvel movie that was slated, it maybe would have still come out already. Like if it was a sequel to maybe it was the Thor, the fourth Thor movie, maybe it would have just dropped because whatever, it's a sequel and they, we've done them before and we could rework these deals. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, It's tough to say, but... The HBO Max is probably the, the, the most interesting thing to watch because they're doing a movie, at least so far, they've done a movie every month since they've done the simultaneous streaming and theater-going experience. And I watched the movie with Denzel Washington called The Little Things. Jared Leto is in it also uh, last month. Where, and that was a movie that I wouldn't have probably went to, went to the movie theater to watch either. So they're getting me and watching their, their content. I mean... I guess that's what they want. Next month will be a, a big test for them because it'll be Kong versus Godzilla and the Snyder Cut. So we'll see if they get more subscribers, if what kind of numbers they report from that. But on sure. the topic of HBO Max, I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure this next topic is a show coming to HBO Max based on so. The Last of Us video game. So they announced some casting for it. Did you, did you happen to see this? I did. And it was uh, an interesting, you know, like, I don't follow the characters, you know, the actors um, that have been selected for the most part. Um, you know, I'm more familiar with one for certain reasons, but uh, it seems like it's pretty 
a pretty solid decision from what I see, like as far as opinions go. Um, you're probably more familiar because I know, like, from what I hear, they're both from Game of Thrones, correct? Well, they both know, were in Game of Thrones right? <laughs> at some no, point. Because that's the references that I hear people talk about more, but obviously the male casting I'm more familiar with for okay. obvious reasons. I'm just making sure you realize yeah. who the male is. Yeah, the yeah. Male for, and I'm He's a Wonder Woman. With, <laughs> uh, it could be better. The uh, <laughs> the game I'm not a big fan of, but I know you you like The Last of Us. So so Pedro Pascal will be playing Joel. The, the, yes, right, Joel. Yeah, okay. And uh, so he's really stretching himself out between the Mandalorian, and Wonder Woman. I'm sure he's working on other stuff too that I'm I'm missing. But I mean, he's yeah. literally taking he's taking the Mando role in a more realistic post apocalyptic approach in the sense of like, he's still going to be like a guardian <laughs> to, yeah. to a child. And so it's pretty funny that that's, I think that'll work out really well. You know, um, I, I don't follow, you know, as far as like who's directing it and all that stuff, but people seem to have good faith in, you know, the direction it's going, you know, how I feel like it's just like anything else, video game crossover, like into movie or game uh, TV shows doesn't usually end well. Um, it's very rare that something's good. And when I like it, a lot of times it's because it's cheesy, you know, yeah. so we can hope that, you know, it, it's uh, something that can do well. If Sony's involved, you know, maybe that's a good thing. I don't know, you know, because I think the Sony movie studios is probably more the focus point than the game studio, but maybe they're involved as well, you know, as far as like making decisions and whatnot. But uh you know, if we can get more content like Sonic, where it's tries it's very it tries its best to be faithful to the to the series, you know, the content that it's coming from. But at the same time, if you remember that initial trailer, you know, the fans kind of like you know pushed to get the change, so it could have been much worse. But that's yeah. also that's also what I'm saying is a lot of times it, it's dangerous waters. So it's it's cool, you know. Um, I liked the, the game, like you said, you know, I know you didn't play it. Um, it's not a game that I played twice, you know what I mean? Because it's a long, it's one, it's a, it's, it's a, it's an experience. And, you know, I just finished uh, The Last of Us 2 maybe a month ago. And it was another like great experience. Will I go back? Probably not. So, you know, I, I think it could work in a, in a, in a TV show oh. format, especially from somebody like HBO. I should mention also that uh, Bella Ramsey is is going to be uh, Ellie, and she's from what I know her from is from Game of Thrones. Also, she, she's she's not a key part of the show. Uh, Pedro Pascal was in Game of Thrones. Also, again, not as a key part of the show, but and that was before he really became uh, more popular and famous. But I, I have faith since the show is an HBO show, that right. they rarely they rarely strike out on these things. And I mean, if you look at just even just like Watchmen, they did such a great job and everyone was so worried that they were going to butcher it since it wasn't following the, the source material directly. And it wasn't like a remake of the books. And they, they did an unbelievable job with that. I'm, I'm sure it's not just them. It's the people they selected to, to, right. to make the show. And I, I'm looking forward to it. Cause I, I figure I may like it more than I liked the little bit of the game I played. And maybe if I really like it, it would entice me enough to go, back to the game and try it again that's a good point i mean i would assume like since the casting is just announced they probably haven't started anything 
So oh, we probably yeah. won't see that for quite some time. So uh, yeah, I'm sure, and especially with the pandemic, it may may be even longer. Who knows? But HBO, I'm sure they're pumping their money in because they want these shows on their streaming service. They're bringing in that's their one of their only sources of uh, entertainment revenue right now. Well, that makes sense. I mean, like we said, it's it's great news, you know, to to see the lead get chosen, you know, after coming from a very successful Mandalorian, you know, but it also ties into potential bad news for another cast member of Star Wars that the news was yeah. announced the same day as we segue. Um, uh, Gina Carano was uh, fired <laughs> from uh, Mandalorian and the Star Wars universe as we know it by Lucas right. and. Uh, she plays uh, Cara, Cara Dune on uh, Mandalorian, one of and my she, probably least favorite characters on the show. I don't know where you stand, but even previous she, to this, I, she's fine. Like she didn't. I was like, all right, you know, she's back in the episode. Okay, you know, like the yeah. the show didn't need her, um, and that's that's her as the character. You know, like the character didn't really do anything for me. Um, I don't know enough about her. I know that I believe she was a UFC fighter, or yeah. You know, she, she's a big, strong woman, um, but, <laughs> but she's also very big and strong on her opinions on social media. Out, and I think very that's, outspoken. Yeah. Yeah. And, so uh, I think that's what happened. I think she was on a, she was on a, I, again, I don't want to go into political yep. beliefs and stuff like that and, and cancel culture and this and that. But I, I, based on my following of the situation and her, her social media persona and out, outlook even for some time she was probably on a short leash and then she recently made some some dumb comments and th- that was it really i mean i guess disney had enough even before the second season of mandalorian there was a lot of speaking of whether she would be back because of some of her thoughts on gender and some equality uh, and then conspiracy theories and uh anti-semitic comments now and i mean Disney is at the end of the day, a family company and they've done some questionable things in the past, but I'm, I'm sure they're trying to move away from that. And her character became expendable. Right. That's really what it comes down to. And people could go on both sides of it, you know, uh, whether they want to cancel Disney plus now and because they, they fired her, but at the end of the day, her character became expendable. She, she, she's not worth the trouble, right? She's not worth the headache that she's causing or some other people it might be. It makes sense. I think uh, when you look at it, you know, what would that scenario be if it was anyone else on the show? You know what I mean? Like how would they handle that? You know, I think realistically they would have to handle it the same regardless, you know, like you think about what if, what if it was Pedro doing that, you know, would they, would they be fighting to cancel him and would he be get, would he get canceled? You know, they would probably have to say, you know what? Um, he wears a helmet. We can get away with it. He just won't take it off anymore. You know, so I think we have to just respect the fact that the company's trying to do the right thing from what I see, you know, to just uh, maintain, you know, a positive environment. Like you said, it's a family company. And despite the past, you know, we, we've all done silly and questionable things in our lifetime. You know what I mean? We We've been young at some point, you know, even though Disney wasn't young, they were in their infancy as a company, but uh, it's different life, different times too. So we live in a very touchy world now and everybody uh, is a little sensitive 
And, you know, I hope that it doesn't ruin her life. You know, I, I genuinely worry about things like that for people because. I, you know, I, this, I believe I read yesterday that she did strike a movie deal with someone that they announced yesterday. So that's, that's fine. Okay. I mean, right. if you, you, I'm not, I agree that she, the, her as a person, everyone can make a mistake and everyone is in, entitled to rectify that mistake. I feel like, and be given a second chance and maybe she's better off working with a team or, or a studio that believes closer to her ideologies. If she's so adamant about her ideologies and her beliefs and right. It, it, she was set up now, my opinion personally, is that she was set up per- perfectly to be on The Mandalorian continuously and maybe even in some of these newer shows that they announced a spinoff. So she, her career was set. All you got to do is not make social media posts and maybe just disconnect yourself from that. If you know you're on thin ice or on a short leash and I, I get it, you're being silenced and this and that, but you were, again, you're working for a, a mega company that right. you can have those beliefs, but maybe you shouldn't make them publicly on social media. Right. It's one of those scenarios. Like I, I treat it as looking at the day-to-day worker, like you and I, we have our jobs, we work for companies, we have to uphold uh, a form of respect, you know, in the sense that we represent the companies we work for. Um, obviously we don't discuss those companies here. We don't discuss anything like that, but we have to be mindful of, you know, what we say and what we discuss. And I think that's just something that everybody should go at, you know, and the consideration of, yeah, you might have a name for yourself and you might have that level of engagement with people, but you got to take that as a two-way street because they can take everything you say, literal face value, you know, it could be a very dangerous game. And, you know, I don't consider myself anybody, but I've been fortunate enough to have, Um, a bit of a fan base with my music and I have that that something that comes across a lot you know people ask my opinion and a lot of times I kind of put my hands up because are you gonna throw in are you gonna throw in a cheap plug maybe next time maybe next time so I just you know I genuinely was using it as a reference because I just feel that I get questioned a lot on like how I feel about stuff not really to get involved but you know I see stuff on Twitter and that's where a lot of my engagement is. And you just, I, I feel that I always have to be careful. And I see that all it takes is two words to come out of your mouth that somebody doesn't like. Right. And that's it. And then you get right. questioned. But uh, I genuinely hope that her safety, her, her well-being is not affected by that. And, uh, you know, we can wish her well and we all just move on from it. But, you know, it's just a strange coincidence that the, the, the day that she, we hear this, you know, we hear Pedro get the opposite kind of treatment. So it was just a good way to put them together, I guess. But if she's yeah, found different studios, like, you know, different situations, but yeah, right. And then right. I agree that uh, people have gotten canceled for much less than she has. So the, the culture yeah. is tough to, it's tough to side with either, either in this situation, because we've seen people get, canceled for less and uh i i don't know where i agree i don't really agree with that either but i think she had chances and uh maybe she maybe it's best she works with some other people right now i'm not saying she should be you know removed from acting or anything like that 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 shouldn't be the case and right you know maybe she needs to work with other people but the last topic in the news 
uh, we have here is some Justice League Snyder Cut teaser images and uh, a couple clips that were put online this week by uh, Zack Snyder. So what do you think? The, the release date is uh, March 18th on HBO Max of the potentially what what we're, we're, we're told or assuming is like a four hour cut of uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah, so, you know, I'm always going to go in skeptical after all the time and emotions you and I invested into uh, BBS many years ago. And the, you know, I don't want to say we had high hopes, but uh, for those that were listening to the show back then, you know, we were able to uh, check out that unusual uh, preview event where uh, Paul and I got to go to a theater to see the first extended trailer. <laughs> we literally drove to a theater to see a trailer twice. Um, we had a little bit of excitement in our hearts, I believe, because they showed a pretty good part, you know, one of the better parts of the, of the movie. But then the movie came and I feel like we came out questioning our sanity and many other things. And then we ended up getting an extended cut, which was like a three hour version of the movie which was to me painful to watch and get through because I felt that I forced myself to get through it. And a lot of it did not need to be uh, in there. And then justice league came out years later and very forgettable. Yeah. Like kind of dumbfounded back back a little bit with the Gina Carano stuff is now uh, Josh Whedon who took over for Snyder has been canceled as well for a lot of the allegations uh, as far as race with the actor who plays Cyborg and now some even uh, allegations towards women. So he's uh, been pushed out as well. Right. Which, uh, you know, we remember the long history that Justice League had, which was up and down with uh, Snyder, you know, being at the helm for the majority of the filming and the post-production. And then uh, unfortunately he had a tragic death in his uh, family there's other stuff that came into his life and he stepped out of that role uh, for those that don't know. And uh, Joss Whedon was brought in to uh, helm the rest of the, the movie, which in that, that point got completely overhauled um, tons of reshoots and uh, color corrections and the tone of the movie, as far as we knew and understood from what Zack Snyder was showing us, it wasn't the same movie. And then when we saw it, it was, you can see the reflection of Joss Whedon. It was very, there was a lot of campy, um, you know, tried to make it like a half comedy, like trying to mix with like the way the MCU does their movies with action drama and a little bit of humor. But I just feel that a movie that was finally bringing all these characters that we love and then just kind of mishmashed it in a, in a really un, un-unique way. You know, there was just like a lot of awkward moments. And then you had the, uh, amazing CG work of uh, Mr. Uh, Henry Cavill's uh, mustache getting removed. But well, uh, well, what do you think of the clips that have been released? I mean, we don't need to really rehash those other movies. And I will say, I I, I, I felt I needed to rehash because I needed to I, like get the bad taste I, out of my mouth. <laughs> I prefer the Batman versus Superman extended cut, actually. So that's where we differ. I mean, okay, I'm not totally I'm not totally surprised that we differ on it, but okay. I do prefer Fair. the extended version. Okay. So the trailers that we, or the teasers, because we haven't really gotten a full trailer, um, you can we, see- We got that Hallelujah trailer last year. Right. So we've gotten a look that it definitely, 
you can feel that there's a lot more content we haven't seen. Um, the fact that we're getting characters that weren't even in the other movie is, uh, you know, I feel like there's a sign of hope, but I also don't want to get my hopes up. Uh, but these recent teasers have shown us our first looks at uh, Jared Leto as Joker again, which is uh, unique. Um, better than Suicide Squad, as we both have said. Uh, I agree. It, is it something that might give people faith in him as the Joker? I think the dialogue might help justify that. We'll see what his role is in the movie and uh, if he kind of repeats that mentality that he had in Suicide Squad. Um, overall, I think it could be cool. You know, um, I would like if they touch up on Robin. You know, I don't know if they will. From, from the initial talk, the initial talks was the 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 scenes he's in are, are only account for a couple minutes, unless it's okay. all a big, unless it's a big bluff and he he's right. not letting on. It was only like maybe two minutes, okay. of screen time. They're yeah, saying the new I mean, footage that he shot is only like four minutes of screen time. So. Who knows if we're being told the truth or not on that. Right. I mean, you want to take into consideration if it's going to be four hours. And apparently we've really not seen a majority of what he filmed. And then then there's reshoots. There's hope, you know. Yeah. I want to be optimistic. We're in a world now where there's not too much great going on in this side. So we can use some good, you know, good content on the DC side, um, especially with all characters together. So, um I, I hope that, you know, it puts people a smile on their face and shows that maybe he was on the right track to do something. And then something just happened with Suicide Squad as well, that it just didn't work the way the original director intended, which I understand that was another one of those scenarios where he didn't have the creative freedom that he did. And uh, the movie was cut differently. But the other part that they showed was Dark Side. I don't know how I feel. It looks it looks very CGI. Okay. It looks okay, but it definitely looks like he's just a big mother box shaped into a human, kind of like Steppenwolf. I don't know how I feel about the Steppenwolf too. I know that he looks a little more uh, menacing compared to what we got in the in the Josh Whedon cut, but is it you know is does that make it good? I don't know. Right. Um, what do you feel? I'm looking forward to it because I, I don't think it could be worse than what was put out. I don't I, I don't think the original cut or the Whedon cut or whatever you want to call it, the, the studio's version of that movie, I don't think it, it's terrible. It's just very vanilla. It's very safe. There's nothing really memorable about it when you're having all of these characters team up for the first time. It's like making the Avengers a, a throwaway movie. Like you, you have the biggest superheroes potentially of any marvel or dc because yeah batman superman wonder woman aquaman flash cyborg i wouldn't throw in that same category but the avengers before the mcu captain america wasn't a top name it was the x-men it was spider-man even iron man wasn't as big as he is now thor the hulk was big that's what they you know like they made those they and and they made those characters so, so popular that you were vested in watching and DC tried to do it, and they rushed it, and you didn't care about the characters and, and the story, and it just hopefully this longer cut gets you maybe a little more intimate with the characters because you w- didn't learn a whole lot about them in Batman vs Superman, and 
it just altogether seemed rushed. But I still think it'll it it has to be better than what was originally put out there. Right. I just hope that you know we don't get our hopes up. It's really good, and then like we don't get any form of I don't want to say continuity because as we stand now, these movies are pretty much living on the standalones versus the team up. Yeah. You know, I, as far as I know, Affleck is potentially done other than with maybe minor inclusion in the Batman or Flash or something. I'm not sure. Uh, I misread the, that. In the Flash movie. Okay. You know, I, I think I feel, that can change depending on the, 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 the how receiving well this does. of this. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. I mean, we haven't discussed it in a while. Maybe just brief thoughts on how would you feel if, if Affleck did come back and stay in that role, you know, versus like right now the thoughts are we have a whole other Batman movie coming out that's essentially not connected, but yeah, you know, are they I don't, put that I don't mind there? doing, I don't mind doing the separate takes. They did it with the Joker already. I don't mind. Like I, I thought it was a cool idea that they would do an HBO max show for Ben Affleck's version of Batman and what he originally wanted to do in the movie and make it a mini series. Even if it was just a one-off, like Watchmen where it's maybe four or five episodes and then that's it. And he, that's it. He's done portraying the character and he's been the character of a handful of times in uh, movies now, you know, between Batman versus Superman, he is, he shows up in suicide squad. He's going to show up in this flash movie. Does it make sense to continue to use him a little bit, even if it's not connected to them? Is there a main DC storyline? No. Is there a main, it's not like the MCU anymore. So because it seems like at this point they've found better success with the standalone movies. So, yeah, which makes sense. So, I well, mean, let's, let's, we'll, let's we'll move. be able to touch it. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll move touch on up when it comes out. We still have, uh, I'm sure we'll do another episode pre prior to the, even it coming out and uh, we'll, we'll have more to talk about on it, but let's move on to the, the pick of the week or the thorn prick as it used to be called. <laughs> I don't know if we are we going to alternate. Like, are you going to do this? I, one? I, I, li- I like the idea of us, you know, one week me, one week you. Because we used my, to do my that. Cat, my cat is going crazy in the background. I don't know if it's being picked up on my microphone. I don't uh, know. Okay, good. Hopefully not, but he's going nuts. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so let, maybe we'll alternate. And I mean, I see your pick here. I'm going to let you talk about it, obviously. But I know you mentioned maybe we're a thing where the other person watches the movie and then kind of recaps their thoughts on it. The following pick, yeah, the we, next time they pick. Yeah, we can do that. It's up to you if you want to try and do that. I mean, your pick here I see is is a new release, so you know, I, right? You know, I'm gonna have to put out some coin to watch it. You know, I'm gonna have to spend well, a little moolah. Here's, here's here's a little here's a little thought. What we try to do, you know, I, I share my prick with you and uh i try to sell you on it and i see if you actually gauge any interest or not okay because i feel that you and i have those talks all the time and you be like that sounds terrible you you've done you've done that already with this movie i mean i'm gonna let you discuss it anyway yeah but my thought is we're gonna we're gonna go with this you're gonna sell me on it i i want to check out this movie based um it's a spoiler already based on you already talking to me but you can still sell me on it and then i think for my pick when we do that which will probably be episode three of this reboot. Uh, I'm going to pick a movie that's in movies anywhere. So then I can still share it with you if you don't own it already and you can okay. watch it. 
And if we get enough of an audience, they give you a, a certain amount of shares in, in, a, in a month. I can share that movie with someone from the audience also. And maybe we can that's, get an email, email recapping thoughts or, you know, we can pick someone at random at some point that contacts us on Twitter or something. And we'll, we'll go from there and see how that maybe that can be a little bit of a spinoff of this pick. That could be cool. Yeah, sounds good. So, so go ahead and uh, sell me on, on your movie. <laughs> All right. So for those that don't know, uh, I love, uh, as in some cases, Paul will say, terrible movies. Um, I like B movies, I like movies that are just not really over the top in a lot of cases. But uh, the Jerry Seinfeld movie, movie? <laughs> the uh, Kirby Enthusiasm movie. <laughs> so this movie is called Psycho Gorman. This is a movie that some something came up on my Facebook feed one day and just looked very campy, and uh, it's got a lot of practical effects um i love horror movies i like silly horror movies and um there's a lot of practical costumes some of the costumes even kind of reminisce of like old school power ranger like rubber suits and stuff like that and uh i decided to pick it up on a whim and i've i love the options to be able to pick something that i've never read enough on and maybe just the trailer and then get really into it so this is one of those movies where I picked up and I really enjoyed it on, you know, just taking a, a chance on it. So the idea of this movie is it focuses on this younger brother and sister. They're, it's a weird family. The family's just bizarre. You know, like the, the two kids, it's a girl and a boy. The girl is younger than the boy, but she bullies him. Like she's the alpha in, in, in the relationship. And they just, they play games like in the, in the woods and stuff like that. And basically they start digging up a big hole. They come across this weird medallion. They wake up this crazy demon that is from another planet that wants to destroy the universe. But the medallion she found somehow controls him. So her being like a seven-year-old, you know, she's going to take advantage of this. And she's just, oh, I'm going to make you do jumping jacks. I'm going to make you, you know, uh, get rid of the bullies for me stuff like that while it's a form of control where he still fights it and he's just you know he's just evil he just wants death everywhere so you know like he's going to attack somebody she's like you can't do that and it's like oh it's okay he's my friend and they give him that weird name psycho gorman so it's just it's silly it's stupid when he gets a chance he's killing people so like Heads are exploding, eyes are getting pulled out, and you know, it's rated R. It's rated R, yeah. So it's uh, it's just weird, you know what I mean? Like it's, but it's a good kind of weird because I feel like not many movies take risks anymore, you know what I mean? And uh, you know, there's a point where the universe that he comes from, you start seeing all these other weird monsters, and at one point, the movie looks like a big Power Rangers episode. There's just like seven or eight of these monsters and they're all, they're looking like the mouths are kind of badly dubbed because the suits, you know, the mouths have limited uh, movement. All right. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's silly, but it's fun. And Where did you watch it? I bought it on Voodoo. I just Voodoo. picked it up okay. day one. Um, it's available. It's supposed, it's coming. It came from Shudder. So as far as I understood, it was supposed to be on Shudder. It's not on there. 
So if you guys have Shutter, keep an eye out for it. Yeah. But, uh, I, I think we should we should be mindful of the, you know, of uh, when we do these recommendations, where people can watch them. You know. Agreed. That, agreed. That's the way now. Everyone's going streaming. I mean, I've been streaming for streaming only for some time now, and and I think that's uh, the way to go. So was this supposed to have a theatrical release also, or? I don't think so. This is no. kind of like a, a lower budget movie. Um, okay. I think it was filmed well. You know, when you look at the context of the type of equipment they used, you wouldn't think it's super low, other than the fact that it looks like it's intentional. You know, like some of the gore yeah. and, you know, the overly use of blood and stuff like that, kind of like that but, uh, Evil Dead uh, kind of feel. A lot of practical effects, right? Not, not as a much lot. CGI. Very minimal Which I, CGI. I prefer, I prefer pr- practical effects. Yeah, like Psycho Gorman is a dude in a big purple like rubber suit, you know, just talking about destroying people and enslaving the world. Um, yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, I, I think you would dig it. I try to let you know that it's campy. It's over the top. You know, I yeah. know what I watched parts the, you'll I, dig. I did watch the trailer for it. And I mean, this was before we even had the discussion that we were going to be bringing back the podcast. So. Right. I had watched the trailer. It did look very campy and goofy. It looks like a movie that would have been made in the early nineties or right. late eighties. So I'm I'm intrigued to check it out. I'll I'll end up checking it out for sure and then give give uh give my feedback on the uh the next show that we record with the picks on them. And what's great so too is this the soundtrack. I just want to say I was gonna ask mix you of that. Score. It's got like a mix of like eighties, nineties music. You know, there's like a montage song. Like it just it fits what they're trying to pick, like you said, early eighties, early nineties movie. So it works really well. It works to its strength, basically. Yep. Yeah. So let's move on to the what we're watching because we've been and we want to keep these shows around an hour. So we're gonna run through some of the stuff that we've been watching in the past I'd say for me at least it's past maybe two weeks. And then we're going to do our WandaVision discussion. So I'm going to rattle through the what I've been watching because I want to really discuss WandaVision because it's we don't need to go over the whole details of the show, but basically where we're at six episodes in. Yeah. So I started watching on the recommendation of almost everybody I've, I know. Uh, I finally started watching, uh, <laughs> except you, you said. Uh, uh, Breaking Bad, which I there's five seasons of the show. There's a spinoff. There's a movie also. I, I'm up to the fifth season now. I think the show is fine. I don't think it's what everyone made it out to be like the greatest show of all time. Maybe season five will somehow change that for me. But the, the main characters in the show, I don't care for. I mean, the acting is great. And the way they connect all the story throughout the seasons is, is great also. But if you don't care about the leads in the show, I mean, maybe you don't know. I'm still burning through it and I'm still watching. It's keeping my attention. But maybe I my expectations were set too high on it because everyone talked up how great it was. Uh, and then I also watched Tenet, which is Christopher Nolan's big movie that had to come out in the movie theater that he fought tooth and nail about going to streaming services. And I would have been so annoyed seeing this in the movie theater. I didn't care for the movie. The score is, is great. The score is done by uh, the guy Ludwig who does uh, the Black Panther movie. And he's done a couple others. The score is great, and it's really thumping on a home theater system. And I'm sure it would have been great in the movie theater, but uh, I had to watch it with subtitles. 
which is not my preferred. I know you, you usually watch stuff with subtitles on, but that's not my preferred method of watching anything other than if it's a foreign film. Because it couldn't understand what was happening. I didn't care. Again, kind of touches on Breaking Bad. I didn't care about the leads of the, the movie. I didn't care for the story. It's a convoluted mess. And I probably, I'll listen to the score again, but I'm probably not in a rush to go watch the movie again. Did you, have you watched any of either of these? No. I've watched the first episode of Breaking Bad many, many years ago. Maybe the first two. I feel it's it's old enough where I can say stuff, right? Like briefly. Yeah. Yeah. Like I saw yeah. I saw up to when the, the, when the dude. Yeah, I saw up to when the, when he's they like uh, melting the dude in the in the bathtub, and then it goes through the yeah. floor. Like oh, that's, that's a few episodes, I think. That's as far as I got. Right? I lost interest yeah, after at that. least two or three episodes. Yeah, and it, it, it didn't keep my attention. I thought that that was cool, but I was like, all right, you know, not really into the, the drug form movies or shows. Yeah. So, right. um, and Tenet, I have not seen either. I was holding off. I'm not a, I don't have anything against Christopher Nolan. I just don't really gravitate towards his movies. I liked, um, of course, I love the Batman movies, but most of his movies, you know, Interstellar was cool. I watched it one time. Anything else I haven't seen. So, yeah. Well, you know, I would say this is like trying too hard to be a mind fuck or whatever you want to say. And Inception does a much better job, which is one of his. And I love The Prestige, which is one of his also. Uh, his Some of his more recent stuff like Dunkirk and even Interstellar. I own both of them and haven't watched them. But Ten and I wanted to watch because I thought it was going to be like an Inception kind of. Right. Story and- it looked like that because the visuals were like kind of yeah. weird and almost like Doctor Strange looking, you know. Yeah. Okay. So I'll keep I'll keep my uh, my hands off of it. <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't waste my time on it. I mean, because and because you have to really pay attention. If it's something you can have on in the background, it's fine. But the story is so all over the place that you really need to pay attention right. to what's going on. So it's not a popcorn so you- flick. I mean, to an extent it is, but you're yeah. still really, you're going to be lost in the action, I guess. Fair enough. So what, what, have, you, what have you been watching besides WandaVision? So uh, the wife and I tried giving um, this sideshow of Walking Dead a chance that was on Shudder uh, called World Beyond. And uh, I knew about Fear of the Walking Dead and I'm not a big Walking Dead guy, as you know. Like I watched up to the episodes when like the mayor or the governor uh, was around maybe season four, we yeah, lost I, interest. I, after I, that. Did this, I did the same thing. I think it, just after that. Yeah. Like when they showed all the formaldehyde jars with the heads, we yep. were done. <laughs> so for whatever reason, I think it was just dragging at that point, but uh, we've wanted to give something different a try and uh, we put it on. I mean, it's cool so far. Cause it's uh it's in a world where everything has happened already. Like the world is infested, but societies are starting to be built. Like there's gated towns and stuff like that. Um, so the show starts off where it's just, you're in a town and I'm like, all right, is this going to be like a prequel? You know, like even though the it says world beyond, I'm like, is this right before it happens? Like into it. But then you realize like when they leave in the community, they're in a school bus and they're going on like a, a trip. But as they're driving, there's just zombies around and everybody's nonchalant, you know, like they they've accepted it and they know how to live with them. So uh, the show focuses on like four teenagers that live in this world that are uh, sneaking out and trying to get 
to find one of their fathers, essentially. So we haven't gotten far, maybe three or four episodes in, not too bad. But um, for the most part, I've been kind of just watching movies on a whim, like same thing with Psycho Gorman. So uh, two movies that I went in blind again, uh, one I knew about, which was Hobo with his shotgun. Um, I know it's been around for a little bit, but yeah. like that's literally my kind of movie. And I don't know why I didn't you watch it. You know the history movie. of it? I don't. Is it like a Grindhouse? Because so, it looks like yes. really Grindhouse. So it was actually a trailer made for Grindhouse for the, I believe, the Canadian release of Grindhouse. It was okay. a trailer that they attached to it, similar to like Machete and right. Thanksgiving. So it was never intended to be a real movie. And then it turned into a real movie, just like Machete, you know. And uh, that's, where, that's where we, yeah. Okay. No, that that's awesome. I mean... It's another, like you said, silly scenario movie where it's just like it's it's not taking itself serious. And I won't go into it since you know it. But uh, if you like those kind of movies like we talked about, you know, where it's just like it's got that 70s kind of feel to it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's, it's a gr- almost, it's a gritty grindhouse. Yeah. Over the top corny. Movie. Tons of blood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's another movie that this one I actually really liked a lot. And despite not knowing much about it, it, looked, it had really higher scores uh, for Rotten Tomatoes. It has like a 90. Uh, this movie's called Bloody, Bloody Hell. Um, this is a really, really cool movie because it takes that kidnapping, crazy family cliche uh, in the horror genre and like turns it around a little bit. Um, it reminds me of another movie that I watched many years ago where it, it, the twist was like oh that's happening like something you did not expect but it's more predictable here but like you you're 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 hoping for it so the idea is this guy um was in a bank the bank gets robbed he decides to go john wick to try to save everybody kills everybody all the bank robbers unfortunately an innocent person gets killed he gets arrested he goes to jail um because he was reckless in this eventually gets let out He's trying to live a normal life. Paparazzi's following him everywhere. He decides he wants to leave the country. So when he was in prison, he was throwing darts at a map, kept ending up in one place uh, overseas. Ends up going there, sees some weird people in the airport. They look like they're kind of stalking him. He's very, you know, concerned. He gets kidnapped. He's in his cab. They gas him in the cab. He wakes up in a basement tied up, his legs missing. And you realize, like, they start doing flashbacks of the story with the bank. And you realize it's like, at first, like, did he make it up? But then you see that he's, he can kick somebody's ass. So that's when you have that hope. And then the movie just unfolds. It's got, he's kidnapped by this weird, crazy family. And the movie just takes off from there. And it's, it's a lot of fun. It's silly. It's stupid. But it's not overly campy like the other movies. So it's definitely uh, a nice surprise. So where let's let's keep with the theme of uh, where these were. Where where did you watch all of these? You, Walking Dead, you said sure. So hold with Shutter. shotgun. Yeah, the other two, unfortunately, I bought on Vudu. Um, okay. I'll I'll try to do my best to you know find stuff on the streaming platform. No, 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 no. That's, no, it's fine. It's, it's it shows that you've watched. I mean, just so we give an idea of people where they can potentially they can watch it. it. I like that. Yeah. So Breaking Bad, I I watched on Netflix, and uh, Tenant. 
obviously I purchased it. It's a newer release. It's not available anywhere. I would assume it's going to go on HBO Max as, an, right. as a, a Warner Brothers movie, but I don't know when that'll happen. So right now it's available for purchase. I wouldn't recommend purchasing it, but it is available for purchase right now. So let's go into our WandaVision discussion. So like I said earlier in the show, spoiler warning, this is going to include the first Everything that's happened in the first six episodes, potentially, and our theories as where this may go from here. And we're going to start now. So if you don't want to hear it, you haven't watched the show, just cut out. Get out of here. See you later. Hope you, hope you enjoyed the show. <laughs> so, Benny, WandaVision through six episodes, what, do, what, do, what, do we th- what are our thoughts? So we don't need to recap. If people are listening, I'm sure they've watched it. You can just give yeah. out thoughts on it. I just love to use words that you've used in the beginning. You said that the show was going to be a slow burn. And uh, it really, you know, it, the first couple episodes, uh, like without recapping, it's just, it was a slow burn. Like you just, that anticipation, you're like, when is something going to happen that we're hoping for, you know? And I think just as the episodes have gone, it's just gotten better and better for different reasons. One, because obviously the show is evolving in the context of the generational gaps um, in the TV uh, writing, but ultimately now we've separated the world that's within the hex and the world that's outside, you know? And um, I love that it's such a big issue in the sense that we know that this is, this is a big threat that's happening now. And uh, the way episode six ended with the hex expanding you know, this is where the threat, we know that this is not just a town that's being affected and we right. know how str- how strong she really is. Um, there's a lot of questions. You know, I think that season episode uh, six answered a lot of questions, but it left more questions open. Um, one thing I wanted to discuss with you was our thoughts on Pietro, because it's really important because yeah. as we know with episode five, you know, we we've received a new Pietro and the she is Fox, now acknowledging Fox version of Quicksilver. Right. And we also got the kind of original costume of Quicksilver in this episode as it was a Halloween episode, which they did for Vision and Scarlet Witch also, which was nice, nice touches there. We got Billy and Tommy to be similar costumes to what theirs are in the comics as well. And uh, I've, I have a lot of thoughts on, on uh, Quicksilver I I really hope he is the the Fox c- cinematic universe version of the X Men version because if he's not, it's really just a cop out to the to the fans that like oh well we gave you high hopes it, we gave you Evan Peters even though he's not really Quicksilver and happened to make him Quicksilver in the show and my, my, leads me to believe he is and a lot of people think he's either Mephisto or Nightmare is that he he was running fast. So he was using his ability. And as far as I know, I'm not very well versed on Nightmare. I know a little bit about Mephisto. They don't have the ability to, to copy other people's powers. So I, I, unless they do a great job explaining it, I think he still has to be Quicksilver. And my hope, and this is what I was thinking about earlier in the day, is that maybe Nightmare or Mephisto sent him into the hex and where they're from he's their quicksilver so he didn't realize that he that he wasn't going to look the same as the pietro from age of ultron 
he just sent him in knowing that she's been talking about a brother and, and she's tr- and one of these two villains are trying to make sure she's controlled and, you know, doing whatever they're doing. That's yeah, my so hope. He, so, he's like a, so he's like a pawn, essentially. Or or he's in on it because he asked a lot of questions this past week. Right. And he knew a lot of things already. Yeah. Right. But when he when he does come in in that previous episode, in episode five, uh, when Darcy sees him and she says how he's been recast or whatever, which is a nod that they they don't look the same. You can hear the the alarm going on in the background that the the, the hex has been breached. So that would mean that he probably came in at that point. That's what I'm assuming. Uh, I didn't catch that. Interesting. Yeah. He, so he ran, you know, with his speed. He, he maybe right. Fast or, enough. Or when, someone put him in. Maybe one of these villains or Agnes, who we don't really know what's going on with based on this episode also. Right. Because the Vision talked to her and broke her out of her spell and made it like she's been kept under this also. So... Right, it's a little bit of uh, still a lot of questions being brought up. I feel that she was in much more control than anyone else at the edge of the city, which is another factor. So I think yeah. that she, almost like Rambo, when she was in there, like she didn't know she was in there, but she had some. She had a little bit of control. You know, where like she was starting to question, that's when Pietro came up by accident and stuff like that. I feel like that's where like there's a limitation in Wanda's powers where she does not have full control because she's controlling so much. So the stuff is kind of falling through the cracks. But I feel with Agnes, if, if she's part of whatever might be happening with Mephisto, Nightmare, she's put I in think- there on purpose, but she gets she has to get affected by it because she's yeah. in the hex. I think she has to be part of it because she's always around when anything major happens she always shows up at the right moment yeah she's got to be tied to some something in there i would i would really love if magneto was somehow involved in this and he sent in pietro you know maybe michael fashbinder or ian mckellen somehow right we still don't know if there's a fallout for what they did with the infinity stones from endgame maybe that I open think that, something I, and this yeah. is enhancing that you know for all we know because right. i, I wonder read... i was just gonna say i wonder if we're just getting universes multiverses combining subconsciously you know like if you think about flashpoint how just like certain versions of the characters change but they're within that same world you know it's like she has the memories because she, you know she you know, she was gone during the blip, so she wasn't part of the the, the time heist, you know, in Endgame and stuff. So everybody still retains their memories of what they have, but maybe the world has changed around them. And then, you know, because again, we know that the time travel follows different rules in the MCU, you know. Right. So is P- maybe Pietro didn't die now in this timeline because those Infinity Stones went back, something changed where he was not shot, but he looks different. Because the other thing that's weird about it is the reason I don't unfortunately think he's the Fox one, I think that they're just blending, is because when they're doing the, when he's talking about the flashback with the Halloween, he's talking about Sokovian Halloween, even though she doesn't remember that. He's not Sokovian in the Fox. He lives with his mother, you know, in the suburbs, yeah. you know. And then obviously but, they're questioning. When, the, they, when they show that flashback, Wanda says she doesn't remember it like that. 
Right, but why is he referring to a Sokovian? He could have just know? made it up. Right. He could have just made it up. I think it's a waste to cast that actor and not t- try and tie it into the Fox somehow. Even if it's minor, it's a waste. And it's, it's, it's a, it's that, a jam. coming fans. from a different... They could have cast anyone then to be him, like, and made him look similar. They, but you made him specifically from the Fox. It's like to me, it would be a waste. Uh, I also I, want I to mention a, a theory that I had saw that it sounds wild, but I would be all in on it. That the director of Sword, I his name uh, eludes me right now, like Hoggins or something like that, right? Uh, that he's Ultron. He's a, a last remnant of Ultron somehow, and that's why running, he's interested. That's running sword, and he's interested in Vision. You see in this episode how he's more interested in what's going on with Vision than what's going on with Wanda. He's tracking Vision, and uh, Wanda really turned turned on him. He killed Pietro. Vision thought he killed it. The final version of him. It would be a, a pretty cool twist, I think, if he was happened to be Ultron in the comics. There have been versions of Ultron that were almost like under a living tissue, like Terminator. Right. So they were pretty much running. Com- they were running corporations in the background just to get back at the Avengers eventually, and to get all the resources that they need. Yeah. So I think that would be a cool thing. I also noticed when they when they brought in the hex, uh, you see these the tent change to a circus, and like these other buildings turn to like a used car lot. They look like they're not from the current era, though. The car lot looked like it was back from the 50s or 60s. So maybe she's losing control of that time also, like what what, what era certain parts of the town are from. And maybe there's more to it. We'll see next week. Or just it just happened to be the way they they changed everything. Yeah, because I feel like I feel like the carnival can kind of fit the car, the car lot timeline. Yeah. In the sense of like it looks more, you know, old school, traditional in the sense of like obviously those those types of themes have evolved over the years so i'm just wondering if like when she built the hex at a smaller level it starts at an earlier you know the rest of it and because it's in its infancy at these expanded planes it's starting it at that era and it might evolve all over again right who knows so yeah it's a lot to it's a lot to yeah go on you know you think about that but i really think with pietro like the way he's 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 hammering because I think somebody bit off more than they can chew. I feel like you said, you know, somebody pulling the strings maybe got her to start this, not realizing how powerful she is. And they want to know how, because obviously for people that read the comics, you know, I'm, I've gotten into those comics late, like with House of M and stuff like that, where the children are a big part of this, yeah. you know, and obviously... The, the one thing that triggered me with Pietro was I forgot the words he said, but when he gets the kids to do the trick or treating, he said, do my bidding hell spawn or something like yeah. that. Demon, so I was demon, just, spawn. demon spawn. I'm like, Hmm, you know? And then there was the other thing he said, I know it was related to, to Wanda when he said, Oh, with the red light, the night, the red, the nightmares and the red flickery, you know, yeah. I know that's about her, but I'm like, you know, you're playing into it there too. You know? So it's just, yeah, he's really- unless unless it's all just a sleight of hand, then it's all just to to trick you one way and, and give you something some other way, you know? Right. Because I mean, the one thing that throws me off with Agnes, 
is when she broke character that one episode, if you remember. Yeah, should, should, we, should we take this back from the top? <laughs> so it makes you wonder, are, are they doing that on purpose? Are they trying to break her out of it to like, you know, kind of can communicate with her like they're struggling? Because yeah. even the, the, the neighbor, the Frankenstein, he said the same thing. He said, you need me to do something different? Yeah. You know, like there's a lot of that. And it seems like she's trying to push it off because obviously she saw it was happening a lot with Vision, you know? Right. You, you're not supposed to be doing that. You didn't tell me you had plans, like you know, just like those little yeah. things like that. It's weird, man. You know, I, I, I guess I don't remember the Pietro as much in the in the other movies. I don't remember him being as bubbly, you know. So I don't know if they're just doing a fresh take on him now for this part of what's happening. Like I remember he was he was a he was an angsty kid. Like I remember that because yeah. you know he was about stealing stuff and just playing games. But like he seems overly bubbly you know, and somewhat obnoxious. Yeah. But then, but then obviously those last lines, that was a big thing. Well, it's not like your husband can die twice. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot to discuss. I mean, what do you think we're going to, where do you think we're going to go in the next episode since we have three episodes left? Where do you think we're focusing our attention now? Well, I guess the expanded hex and wherever uh, Monica is going. Some people think she's she's going to meet up with Reed Richards, which would be wild. Also, I I would I would say people to not lower your expectations. I don't think it's going to be Reed Richards, right? Because I feel like that's not the first time people are having hopes of Fantastic Four in one way or another is yeah. involved. Correct? Yeah, I mean you're asking for a lot. You already got an X Men character in there, and now you think a Fantastic Four character. This show is being developed while that deal with Fox was going on. So I don't know if it's going to, I would see maybe it's more likely you get the character that's going to be Ironheart in the, in, in that show that's been announced the iron, that Ironheart show is because she's a scientist and she basically takes over the Iron Man role. Uh, right. That would be I, that to me, that seems more likely, but it could just be a random character. Oh, I remember this character from college, this person from college that Monica went with. I, I wouldn't hold that hope that it's Reed Richards. I think the Ultron thing is more likely than it being Reed Richards. Fair enough. But we'll see. Yeah, I guess we, uh, Dad. No, I was just going to say, what do you feel about the, there was one thing that I feel hasn't been answered. Maybe I just missed it, but what happened to the beekeeper? They show him being looked at and yeah. you don't see him ever again. They, well, you know? they re she like rewound the episode. Right. Did he get so taken out of the hex? You know, like, well, maybe he became somebody else. He in the world because <laughs> i feel like no. you know remember they were talking people were saying oh is he the richard's kid you know because yeah, which, is a, which is which is a stretch yeah i guess time will tell but yeah. uh and, yeah we'll uh, keep we'll, talking about uh, it we'll come back to it on a future episode we'll do the same i mean unless we get some feedback that says otherwise we'll keep with this model where we'll do a wandavision discussion towards the end of the what we're watching segment and uh I think that'll wrap up the first episode. We probably went a little longer than we'd like. It's get us getting back in the groove and any any closing comments for our first episode back? No, I mean this is fun and this is this is as organic as it comes. And I feel that we kind of gave you guys our version of Wandavision. You got your first two episodes in one. You got a little bit of a, a chunkier episode here. We had a lot to discuss, and I'm excited to get back into it again and. 
there's a lot to come. You know, we still have uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Too many does in there, but we'll get over that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Loki. looking forward to Loki. Yep. But yeah, thank you all for the love and support. We're excited to uh, get this going. So, and, yeah. Where where can everybody reach you if they want I to can reach be, out to you? When I yeah. yeah. Now for me, uh, I live on Twitter under my uh, my band alias, which is at the Neon Arcadia, uh, and pretty much I'll be making sure to promote the show on there as well because uh, a lot of my music fans are fans of movies and stuff as well. So you know. If you ever want to reach out, I'm on there. I know Pop is also on uh, Twitter. So you are yeah, at? So I, I'm at Legend Pop. I don't have nearly as much going on. My my thread is usually uh, movies, video games, uh, football, some Transformers, stuff like that. But you could be sure to reach out on there. If you have comments about the show, theories on WandaVision would be cool. Start a discussion. I'm all for it. Uh, next episode, we're going to do the best and worst of the DC live action movies. No All point. of them. Not just the expanded universe, whatever you want to call it now. We're going to do DC front to back, uh, best and worst. Not every single movie we're going to cover, just a handful. But uh, that's it. We'll see you guys next time.